Hey everybody, welcome to the Treasured Ministries podcast. I am Eileen Thompson. I'm the founder of Treasured Ministries, the author of the Nourish Bible Study series and the creator of the Nourish Bible Study Method. And I am so honored that you have joined us today. And today I want to talk about something that I struggle with, and that's how to live focused. You and I are living in a world where we have incredible choice and opportunity. There are There's so much to do. And with our online world and with uh, social media, we're made aware of so many choices, choices of good things, good ways to spend our time, whether that's activities at church or different ministries to be a part of, helping out at our children's school, things going on at work, friends to connect with, We are bombarded with choice, choice of good activities. But sometimes, while that is a blessing, it's also, for me, makes it more challenging to live with focus because there are so many options to choose from. And a lot of times, I find it hard to say no Well, this week, as we were studying through Genesis 1, we were looking at how God is a God of order and how He has a perfect plan and how one piece of the plan was built before another piece of the plan and that He had a very ordered way of creating the world. And if God is a God of order, do you think that He likes it? when I'm running around with my head cut off like a chicken because I'm so busy. I don't think God wants us to live that way. I think He wants us to maximize our time that we have here. You know, because time is our most valuable commodity. Once we spend time, it's gone. And never in our world where there is more to choose from on how you can spend your time, do we need to be wise in how we choose to spend it? I found myself having one of those weeks where, you know, I was looking at this passage in Genesis 1 and how God is a God of divine order and creation, and yet things for me were spinning out of control. And as I was inside of the Gospel of Luke, God really used this passage that I'm going to talk to you about today to teach me a little bit about how to live less distracted and more directed. And so let's dive right into our lesson today because, you know, it's not going to get any easier living in our crazy, busy world. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, sometimes if I'm not busy, I'm kind of wondering what I'm doing. It's almost like busyness is some sort of badge that women like to wear. But that's not how God operates. I believe with everything in me that He wants us to live with margin in our life. He wants us to live with focus so that we can spend the moments that we have on what matters most. 
So in the Gospel of Luke, I'm going to be in the 10th chapter, and we're just going to be looking at four verses. Um, but these are, uh, the, the setting is that Jesus is getting ready to, um, to send out his disciples. And before he sends them out, he gives them instructions. So here's how the passage reads. The Lord now chose 72 other disciples and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he planned to visit. These were his instructions to them. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his fields. Now go and remember that I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. Don't take any money with you, nor a traveler's bag, nor an extra pair of sandals. And don't stop to greet anyone on the road. And when I read that passage, the Lord just used it to highlight for me the importance of releasing things that are distracting and cluttering in my life to make room and margin for what matters most so that I can live with intention. These were men that Jesus was calling, were calling to go out and to tell others about the good news. And if you are a believer, Jesus has called you to go out and to share His goodness and His love with the world. But if we're living distracted and our life is crazy, it's hard to live with that focus. So let's listen in on the instructions that Jesus gave. And I want to share with you the four keys that God gave me to making room for what matters most. So the first thing that God did for me is he said, you know, um, Eileen, it's important for you to release clutter in your life or release stuff, really, so that you can make margin for what matters most. The disciples were told to leave everything behind. And sometimes, you know, too much stuff can really clutter our lives. And there's a joy in releasing things that you really don't need. One, because other people can use them. But two, because it gives you clarity and focus. Now, inside that passage, um, he told them, don't take any money with you, nor a traveler's bag, nor an extra pair of sandals. And to me, the Lord used that passage to encourage me to clean out the clutter. And as practical as that sounds, I think there's purpose in that. I think that um, when you and I load ourselves down with too much stuff, because everything that we buy, we, we have to care for, right? And we have to take care of. And, and too much in our lives ends up not being a blessing. And studies show scientifically that the more clutter that we have around us, that our brain actually has to process every piece of whatever that we're putting our eyes on, that we can live more directed and with more focus if we clean out the clutter. Now, now is the perfect time to do that because 
online. There's all these tips on spring cleaning and just go Google. Pick a drawer, pick a closet. That's your takeaway from this. It is to make an effort to just release clutter, even if it's only in one area in your life. Maybe you're going to go to where you have your quiet time and do some spring cleaning there. Wherever it is, make an area, choose it, clean out the clutter. Okay, so the first thing God told me was to release stuff. The second thing was to release good works that may not be my God work. Now, let me explain to you what I mean by that. So the disciples had to leave their what they were doing in their lives to go out and be disciples. And what they were doing, we don't know what all of these 72 were doing, um, but we know that they were doing good things. I mean, they were in professions, taking care of their family. We know from more specific stories. Um, we know, for example, that Peter was a fisherman. We know that Matthew was a tax collector, which they weren't really popular. But, but I mean, he was doing a job. He was doing a good thing. And Jesus said, I want you to leave that because I want you to do your God thing. Now, I'm not saying go leave your job. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that it's important for us, especially women, when we have trouble. I mean, is anybody else like me? It's so hard for me to release the words no out of my mouth when somebody asks me to do something. I don't like turning people down. And often what I find is that I will say yes to something not because it's being led by the Holy Spirit, but because I feel I should do it. I'll never forget when my son, Josh, who is 17 now, he was a freshman in high school, and that year was such a big adjustment for them because they're getting used to their new work schedule. And, and he came home, and he, and he just flopped down on the couch, and he said, Mom, I am so overwhelmed. And I said, well, tell me what's going on. And he said, told me about all his list of homework. He told me about this. He told me about just all these things going on. And then he talked about the fact that there was a uh, meeting for FCA that night at school. And that there's, there is also, um, the next night, there was another meeting for Focus. Well, FCA and Focus are both amazing ministries. They're awesome. We, I love both of them. Uh, I'm so thankful that they're at our school And Josh told me, he said, I just feel like I have to go to this thing for FCA tonight, and I'm so overwhelmed with all my schoolwork, and I really like FCA, but mom, I really love going to focus. And then I've got this other commitment here, and then he was, you know, talking about all these different things, and I said, Josh, this is the beginning of a struggle that, you know, I go through, a lot of adults go through, and that is not discerning between like what you what is a bad thing to do for example you know um, I don't know not speeding in your car or um, not spending your time um, just aimlessly you know I don't know playing um, computer games all day this is you deciding between two good things and so the choice isn't obvious and that makes it harder that makes it even harder to decide But I said, Josh, you have to pray through this. 
And you have to decide what is a good thing, but it may not be my God thing. And then learn that it's okay to say no. And I gave him the freedom. I said, you love focus. That is your favorite ministry on school. Why not just start going to that and really pouring your time into that? And don't worry that you're not a part of both, you know? And is anybody out there like me? I felt like I had to go to every single activity at church and and just be at everything all the time. And it was all, it wasn't, now there were lots of things I loved to do and I always loved doing all of those activities. But God had to really take me through a difficult season to teach me that, you know, He needs to be the one directing my life. I don't need to be driven by shoulds. And I want you to really take away from this that, one, it's okay to say no to good things. Two, take an inventory of your calendar. Look at where you're spending your time and ask yourself, is, what, what, is, what is my motive on, on doing these different things? Why am I doing them? And then really examine, like, is there something that I'm signed up for that's a good thing? I believe in it. I would love to be a part of it, but it may not be my God thing. You see, here's the reality. Every time you and I say yes to something, we're saying no to something else. And what we want our yeses to be all about are exactly the places and the people that God has called us to. And if we live with that kind of focus in our schedule and give ourselves the freedom to say no, you know, no is necessary. No is necessary to be released from your mouth so you can say yes to God. And that's who we want to say yes to. Okay, so... Um, first thing was releasing uh, clutter. The second thing was releasing good works that may not be my God works by going over your calendar. And then the last thing um, is to release through delegation. Now, God is really bringing me through a season of this, and it's really exciting to see Um how God is providing here with delegating um, uh, different tasks at Treasure Ministries while our team grows. But I had to grow in that. I had to learn that it was okay to delegate, that it doesn't mean that you're weak when you delegate. That's a good thing. I, I So many women have told me this, um, that, that wise women will play to their strengths and understand that we are all part of God's team and that God has given us all different spiritual gifts and natural natural gifts and abilities. And when we play to our strengths and when we can delegate and work as a team, then we can release things to others and open up uh, ourselves to more time to receive and to give more in the direction of where God has gifted us. You see, when the disciples were sent out, they were sent out two by two. And so when they were sent out two by two, that meant that God didn't want them to go alone. He wanted them to go together. And I bet you anything, 
Because Jesus, right? I mean, the Bible tells us that he knows every hair on our head, that, you know, God knew us. Uh, he created us in our mother's womb. I mean, God knows everything. He knew everything about those 72. And I bet you anything, he paired them together in such a way where their weaknesses would complement their strengths. And so you're not in this alone. You don't have to play superwoman. You don't have to do everything. And it can really be a lot of fun when God, um, uh, when you pray and you ask God to to um, to help you and, and to give you people to come alongside, and then to not be afraid to let things go. So that's the next thing: is to release. Um, tasks that you have through delegation. It can even be at home. You know, I mean, it's a good thing for your children, if you have small children, for them to learn certain things. And sometimes we don't do that, or I know I didn't as a mom, because I would always say, well, this is going to take me a lot more time to teach this person or whatever. But in the long run, it's better. It's better for you. It's better for them because you're teaching your kids how to do new things um, and they can grow as well. The next thing is this, and I have to say that when God used this passage to point this out to me, I was at first like, I don't know if I can do this one, but it has really made a difference over this past week. Are you ready? The next point is to release social media until you reach your first goals of the day. I know. You didn't want to hear that one. But I'll tell you how the Lord used this passage to speak this to me in a personal way in my life. So um, the very last sentence in Luke 10, 1 through 4 says, And don't stop to greet anyone on the road. So that sentence just jumped out to me. And I thought to myself, well, that sounds kind of, you know, ugly, Antisocial. Why would Jesus not want us to greet anybody on the road? You know, and um, I looked a little bit more in, into some commentary notes, and and it explained that um, Jesus. It wasn't that he didn't want them to be antisocial. It's that they had a destination to reach, and they needed to get there. And if they stopped on the road and talked to everybody on the road, then they would become distracted. And I began thinking about that because, you know, I don't get up in the morning and and put on my sandals and go on a dusty road to walk anywhere, but I do get up in the morning and my cell phone goes off and there might be a text and then I want to go on Facebook and then I want to go on Instagram and, and don't get me wrong, I love social media. I do. I love social media. I love the way it allows me to connect with women all over the world. I love social media, but my phone can be a huge distraction to me in the morning if I'm not careful. And I don't think that Jesus meant for those disciples never to talk to anybody again all day. I think that he was telling them to live with focus and intention. And yes, Even saying hello on the road. You know, sometimes it's our little yeses that can lead to the largest distractions. I mean, 
How many of you are guilty like me of looking at one Facebook post and then I want to read the whole blog and then that leads me to some other link and then before you know it, 30 minutes is gone. All right. Now, obviously, the disciples, once they reach their destination, Jesus would want them to connect with people. So I don't think Jesus intended in this passage for the disciples to, you know, just check out. But what I do think he was, he was impressing upon them was the necessity and the importance of reaching their destination. And for, for all of us, our first primary thing in the morning should be to get up and spend time with God. And, and whether that's just taking five minutes to pray or taking uh, time to pray and then maybe doing 30 minutes of Bible study or whatever it may be. Um, you know, going on a walk and putting in your um, your iTunes and so you're listening to worship music and just worshiping God, connecting with Jesus, right? That's always our first goal of any of the day, just so that we can connect with Jesus and hear his direction for our life and get centered. And, and you know, I have um, uh, the, you know, we all have days where we, we miss stuff, and but when I can't have my quiet time in the morning, it has such a huge impact on the rest of my day. So, before I so I feel like God is using this passage to say to me, before you answer that text, before you go on Facebook, Instagram, all of those things, I want you to come to me and spend time t- with me and make me your first priority. And then in that time of prayer with the Lord, look over your day after you're done with your quiet time and say, God, what's the one thing that I need to accomplish today? What's your most important um, goal for me today? And then write that down. And then after you have your quiet time, set out to do that one goal. And then after you finish that, then go to your phone, and then return the emails, and then return the text. Now, that was a very personal application, so I'm not saying that everybody needs to do it that way, but what I think that we can all apply in this, however we want to, is that it's the little yeses that can lead to large distractions, and social media, if we're not careful, can be very distracting. So, I just say that. You all just be led by the Lord in that. But that was my take home. At any rate, what I want you to see in this passage is that when we release loads in our life, whether it's clutter uh, in with things in our lives, whether it's clutter in our schedule um, of, of good works, but maybe not God works, or whether it's just the clutter of you're trying to do too many things on your own and you're not playing to your strengths. And you need to look at what you're doing and think about, is there anything that I'm doing that I could delegate to somebody else? And that in turn is going to bless that other person that you delegate it to. And then finally, just releasing that need to be on social media all day long. To just carve out four hours. It doesn't have to be first thing in the morning, but maybe you carve out two hours a day where you just 
live with focus, and are not distracted in that way. And finally, I want to say that, you know, we live in a noisy world, and for us to hear from God and for us to um, live led by Him, we have to now more than ever live with intention. And oftentimes, it's our little yeses that lead to the large distractions. And so, I pray that you can maybe take away one to-do point from this and apply it to your um, to your day-to-day, to your week, so that you too can be like those disciples and live with intention to make a difference by walking in your God-given purpose. It was so wonderful to be with you today. Thanks so much for listening in. And I hope that you will share this podcast with your friends and let them know about the new Treasure Ministries podcast. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye-bye.